Hi everyone, it's Father Tim McDonald, pastor at Queen of the Miraculous Medal. Unfortunately, on this fifth Sunday of Lent, Sunday, March the 26th, we had some technical issues with the live stream of our 1030 Mass today, where there was no sound. People working feverishly to try to restore it, but unfortunately that did not occur. In those situations where we can't put out the message on the live stream Mass, I like to re-record the homily so that those who look to Queens for encouragement and inspiration may still find it. Today on the fifth Sunday of Lent, we heard most of the fifth, uh, 11th chapter of the Gospel of John, and I'm going to read the Gospel and then offer some reflections. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you. You want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought that he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him, for Jesus had not yet come into the village but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to see where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. 
But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. She has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the 1,000 days between Jesus' baptism and his crucifixion, the Gospels record 37 miracles that he performed, many mighty deeds. He was able to turn water into wine. Later, he would turn wine into his blood. Jesus was able to walk on water and calm stormy seas. He could make deaf people hear, mute people speak. He was able to restore a withered hand to cleanse lepers. He was able to do so many mighty deeds. Three of those 37 miracles were raising people from the dead. The first was Jairus, the synagogue official's daughter, to whom he said, Talitha kum, little girl I say to arise. Then there was the son of the widow in the village of Nain. And then there was Lazarus. It's very important for us to understand where we are in the chronology, the timetable of Jesus' life. This is the 11th chapter of John. In the next chapter, it's Palm Sunday. Jesus triumphantly enters Jerusalem, ready for the Passover, ready for his passion. Therefore, raising Lazarus from the dead was Jesus' last great miracle before he entered the holy city for the Passover and for his own death and resurrection. As we shall soon see, this last great act was met with great consternation and controversy by the Sanhedrin and the elite of Judaism at that time. As for Jesus, he had passed through Bethany, the little village where Martha, Mary, and Lazarus lived so many times throughout his life. It was on the road from Nazareth to the temple at Jerusalem. In fact, later, during Holy Week, it is believed that he spent those days between Palm Sunday and the Last Supper staying at the home of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. So well did he know them, so long had he been coming to their home, they all felt like family. They loved each other like brother and sisters. And that is why Martha and Mary were so sure when their brother was sick, Jesus would come and do something about it. He was only two miles away. And because he is God, he didn't even have to come there. He just had to will a healing and a miracle would occur. That is why they were so puzzled that he didn't come. Not when Lazarus was sick, not when Lazarus had died. He didn't come to the funeral. He didn't offer prayers at the tomb. He didn't send flowers or a card. The sisters were inconsolable about their brother's passing even more, they were now questioning their relationship with Jesus. Is he really the Messiah? Is he God? Does he even care what we're going through? If only Martha and Mary had understood what Jesus had said to his apostles when he first heard that Lazarus was sick. He already planned to raise him from the dead. He thought it would be a greater and more convincing miracle 
to bring Lazarus out of the tomb rather than simply make him rise from his sickbed. It was to make us remember, to remember in the light of the resurrection that was to come, that gift, that empty tomb was not only a gift from God to Jesus for a job well done and a mission accomplished, rather the resurrection was a gift from God through Jesus for all who believe. That means new and eternal life is intended for you, for me, and for all of us. But not knowing what Jesus had in store for them, the sisters were beyond distraught in their grief. And that is why, when word reaches them that Jesus is finally making that short journey from Bethany to Jerusalem, Mary, as is her custom, is willing to wait and sit it out. For Martha, she must go out in search of him. And she's not going there for comfort or consolation. She's looking for confrontation. And boy, does she find it. As soon as Martha catches sight of Jesus, she gets right up in his face and blames him for her brother's death. She said, Lord, if you had been here, Lazarus would still be alive. My brother would not have died. Martha was speaking from her anger. She's certainly speaking from her grief. But to a certain extent, Martha is also speaking from her faith. She believes that Jesus, who is not a doctor, could have saved her brother's life. And even now, her faith has not failed her. She knows there's something different about Jesus. He's not like their other friends. She said, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Martha's faith has been tested, and it is about to be rewarded in the most extraordinary fashion. Jesus told her in John chapter 11, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. He makes Martha a very bold promise. He says to her, your brother will rise. But he asked her a question about all of this. He said, do you believe? Do you believe this? If you believe I'm the Messiah, you should not be afraid. That is the same question the Lord asks us every time we face death, whether it's fears about our own mortality or grief over the loss of a loved one, a spouse, a parent, a sibling, a child, a friend. We had a funeral at Queens yesterday. We'll have another funeral at Queens tomorrow. And I stand there right next to the casket or the ashes and try to repeat these same words with the same fervor. Telling people, your spouse, your child, your sibling, your parent, your brother, your sister, your friend will rise. And then asking each and every person present, do you believe this? Just as Jesus asked Martha, as if her brother's fate depended on her answer to that question. And that is the essential question really for us as Catholic Christian believers Jesus tells us he can do all things. He asks us, do you believe this? How we answer that question, whether we answer that question, that determines not only how we face death, but in a very real way, it determines how we face life. If we truly believe that Jesus is God, is that he has power over sin, darkness, and death, we don't need to be afraid to die. And once we have been freed from the fear of death, we no longer need to be afraid to live either. Instead, we can live boldly, knowing that the Lord has greater things in store for all of us. Lazarus is called out of that tomb. They untie him, taking off the burial cloths, and he will live out his life for many years to come. He'll die again. Yes, as will we all. But he will also be called forth from the tomb once more at the end of time when Christ comes in his glory. This is something that should be a great source of hope and comfort for every Christian to know that the Lord intends all of us to share in his great victory 
if only we can stand with him at Calvary. As I mentioned, the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead was a source of great consternation and controversy for the Sanhedrin. Later in John chapter 11, they convene a special session to figure out what to do. In the beginning of chapter 12, Caiaphas, who had already suggested putting Jesus to death, then suggests perhaps they should kill Lazarus too, because his life just means that Jesus is becoming more popular and powerful, and they're desperate to find any way to stop this movement that they believe will come to nothing but trouble for them and for all of the land of Judah and Israel and all God's chosen people, stirring up the rancor of Rome, who poses a threat to them at every twist and turn. Remember, this miracle happens just before Jesus goes up to Jerusalem, just before Jesus goes into the upper room and to Calvary and to the cross and into the tomb to remind us that his story will not end in death and neither will ours. Let this be a source of great comfort and hope for us as we continue our Lenten journey, walking that lonesome road to Calvary with and for Jesus. Let us be with him in the coming days as we approach Palm Sunday, Holy Week, and the Sacred Triduum. Let us remind ourselves that we are true participants in Jesus' passion because it's our sins that put him on that cross and it's God's love for us that put Jesus on that cross so that one day we can be forgiven, our debts paid, our souls free, with the promise that one day even our bodies shall be raised from the dead. May God bless you. May God bless all of us as we continue our journey through Lent as we approach the holy events of the sacred Triduum to come.